Now, from the fifth floor Cumulus Studios in downtown Dallas, it's time for Inside Real Estate. Here's your host, Michael Krasinga. Good morning, folks. How we doing out there, Texas? Welcome to your Memorial Day weekend. How we doing out there? Hope you're going to have a great weekend. Hope you're enjoying some time off, spending some time with family and friends. And, of course, on Memorial Day weekend, you want to think about the veterans in your life and uh, the veterans out there, active and inactive, uh, that, uh, you know, help take care of us here at home. So don't forget the veterans out there. Uh, we got a great show for you. Hey, we got a very special guest coming on later in the show about uh, mid-hour. We're going to be talking to Chris Gabbitz, who was an undercover special investigator who uh, went inside the CARE organization. Uh, currently, he is the VP at UnderstandingTheThreat.com. And, of course, uh, part of the information that came to light in the book Muslim Mafia, uh, authored by his father. Uh, David Gabbett. So he was part of the investigative team. So we're looking forward to talking to him later in the show. Uh, before we get there, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of real estate, some headlines, and you know we do a little bit of business talk as well. Uh, we got Richard Tonica here in the studio. We're going to do some insurance talk. What's up, Richard? How's it going? Excellent. And then, of course, since we have been getting a fair bit of rain lately, uh, mostly overnights lately, uh, we're going to talk about how that impacts your foundation. And so we're going to get into that with the good folks over at Perma Pier Foundation Repair later in the show. Yes. How about that? I love my foundation. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Without it, we couldn't have the rest, could we? Oh, absolutely. A um, little bit about real estate. Hey, now is the time, folks. You know, by the way, of course, you know, I'm here for all of your real estate needs, buying, selling, investing. Uh, if you do want to talk to us, you have questions this morning, uh, or you just want to say hi, or you want to give a shout out to a veteran in your family, 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-KLIF. Don't forget the website, InsideRealEstateRadio.com. But now is the time um, when we're seeing a lot of discount agents out there. Um, you know, picking up um, some of these listings and whatnot. And um, I was talking to somebody yesterday who had been putting up um, their properties for sale by owner, you know, and he, he had a page front and back of, of agents that he had talked to and um, about as many different stories of what they were going to do for him. You know, we're going to do, we'll do it for a thousand dollars. We'll do it for $2,000. We'll do it for 2%. We'll do it for 1%. You know, we'll do it for four or five, whatever. And, and you know, he said, what is going on? You know, and, and I said, well, you know, it's a feeding frenzy out there because it's low inventory and they're looking for listings and whatnot. And they're going to tell you anything to get you in the door, uh, you know, to get Absolutely. a face, to get a face-to-face -face meeting. I said, it just is, you know, it just is what it is. And, um, but it's important to remember that, you know, this discount type of agents out there, which we're seeing these, and you, you, you go out to a listing and you, you see this sign and it's like this this old sign that's like 40 years old and it's like, you know, Bob's Realty. And it's just nothing wrong with that. But it's you're seeing them come out of the woodwork and it's just these random, you know, random agencies, random brokerages, and they're, they're discount. You know, they're absolutely discount. They provide discount services. Uh, you know, they're not providing professional photography or professional services. And it's people just need to be aware of that sort of well, thing. Well, it's what we talk about all the time in the fact that just because you do this for a long time doesn't mean that you're good at it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're a professional. It just means that you 
you've done this for a while and you may just do barely enough to keep your license or to say that you're a realtor when in fact all you're doing is basically taking someone's listing or doing them a disservice by taking them away from a true professional that's going to take care of them. Yeah. You know, I, I, sometimes I wish it wasn't, I wish our industry wasn't so complicated in, in the fact that the consumer didn't understand it enough because there is so much inside baseball, inside real estate to it that they just don't understand. They, they don't understand that each brokerage pays different amounts to the MLS boards, which structures where listings are in, you know, the queue. They don't know some of these inside baseball types of things and they, um, and there's a lot more that, to it than just than that. And so, you know, just picking a discounted fee might not get you very far. Luckily, we're in a, a good seller's market where, you know, even if you have horrible photos, you know, you might get some traffic. But uh, just something something to think about. Not that I don't certainly compete, you know, that you know to a degree as well. I mean, I don't get out there and sling mud, but, you know, I'm certainly going to compete and maybe offer promotions as well. But, you know, when you get into discounting your services, you know, part of that is competition, you know, to, to, to compete. Sometimes you do need to do a little bit of discounting or some promoting, uh, some promotions. But, um, you know, at the same time, you know, hey, folks, you know, realtors work really hard, you know, 100% commission. You know, think about this, folks, for a second. You get a paycheck every two weeks. Every two weeks you get that paycheck and it's automatically deposited into your account. And think about what a realtor does. 100% commission, never gets paid until the deal is done and a deal can fall through a thousand different ways every <laughs> single day between you know the time you start working with a client until you potentially help them buy or sell. Every single day is a new day and you have no idea because people are so unpredictable. And when you're selling, buying and selling real estate, it's even more unpredictable. So think about that for a second. So do you want someone that can navigate all of that, or do you want just a discount type of agent? Something to think about, from my opinion. Let's get into some headlines. Um, let's go to something light first. Let's go with entertainment first. And uh, if you haven't seen this, by the way, uh, Tom Cruise was in an interview down in Australia, <laughs> and um, they asked him, and he it's funny, he's like, well, He's like, you're the guys are the first ones I've talked to about this. He said, but you asked me, and uh, so I'm telling you. He said, yes, we are for sure. It is definitely happening, quote, unquote, from Tom Cruise. We are going to do Top Gun Part 2, and uh, they're going to start working on it next year, he says. Now, of course, they've said this for a long time. That Well, I suppose there's been speculation about it for a long time, but we've never actually heard from Tom. It's for sure it's going to happen. So there you go. For all you Tom Cruise fans out there, your Top Gun fans. And I thought it was funny that, uh, and I, we said this off air, that Val Kilmer wants to be the Iceman, but he looks more like the Snowman nowadays. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that that is absolutely <laughs> true. Um, one of the greatest all-time uh, soundtracks, though, right? Oh, yes. I mean, all-time. I definitely had the cassette. I was going to say, the, he uh, didn't work out to that cassette <laughs> back in the 80s. <laughs> absolutely. And um, one of the other things for you know we were talking about off off air, which was which was kind of funny. Remember the old Top Gun game uh, in Nintendo, and we were just talking about playing that as as youngsters uh, having such a hard time landing on the aircraft carrier. And some of you can know what that means, and some of you are not. Now, but, I was actually googling uh, Top Gun just now to see when it came out. It came out in '86, which ironically is longer than most military careers today. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's, 
that is true. Um, this is kind of entertaining as well. Um, let's go to Montana. Um, the gentleman who was running for Congress, Greg, uh, Greg Gianforte, supposedly had body slammed you know one of these reporters from the guardian this was the the guardian guy who was writing stories saying that he was colluding as well with the russians everybody's in collusion with the russians evidently and um there's no video of this there's just a little bit of audio and so the guy was kind of in his face with the microphone according you know to their side was um you know he pushed it out of being in his face didn't want to ask ask any answer any questions it wasn't at that time anyway he had the reporter had come into a side room and uh according to uh the guardian uh reporter uh which i'm not sure why the guardian is covering some local uh you know something local in montana but maybe just because he's conservative guy i don't know but uh, says he body slammed him so it's funny so we got all these pictures of body slams from wwe and <laughs> w- the guy's a pretty big guy too he, he'd be pretty imposing and if he did body slam you you know it'd be probably a pretty good one but i but he didn't you know it was just a little bit of an altercation and uh so that was but that was kind of funny um what else we got? I know there's freedom of the press, but isn't there a freedom of personal space to where you can body slam someone if they get in your space? You know, yeah. I, I mean, it depends on what state you live in. <laughs> you know what's funny is that's probably what won him the election because it happened the day before, and everybody, when everybody saw that in Montana, they're like, heck yeah. <laughs> you know, we got to, you know, you want a real man in Montana, you know, it's uh, you body slam somebody like, sweet. So they, they probably uh, helped him win with, with that, in all honesty. Um, you know, unfortunately, the uh, U.K. Uh, bombing happened uh, recently. and um, However, this is some new information on that. MI5 had actually been tailing this guy uh, for about a year, as well as he was on uh, FBI watch list. And the FBI had mentioned to him that he was – uh, part of a, a Libya terrorist gang. And um, so between the two, he was under watch for about a year. Originally thought that he was uh, part of a plan to assassinate um, the British PM, uh, of which they had arrested several people that were attempting to do that. Prior mm-hmm. to that, this was a little while back. But um, they kind of let this guy fall off of the list. And then, you know, sure enough, here's what he does. He, uh, you know, drops a, a nail vest in front of everybody. Um, but that was kind of the latest on that, that, um, MI5 taking some flack because they had this guy, you know, dead to rights for about a year, didn't do anything with him. Um, here's another ISIS attack. This was, uh, in Egypt. Um, they opened fire on a, uh, Coptic, uh, Christian, uh, tour and, uh, killed 29. ISIS claimed responsibility for that. Uh, Navy SEAL, um, Carl Higby came out. <laughs> Why are you going to comment on Katy Perry's comments? You know, I mean, when these starlets just kind of talk about politics, I mean, you know, uh, just let it go. Is it worth responding to? But, you know, Navy SEAL, he's like, uh, he. so he came out on an interview on TV and he said, <laughs> you know, so Perry Carey just said, uh, just unite, love on each other, et cetera, et cetera, which are good comments. You know, I'm totally behind that. Everybody should just get along. Unfortunately, nobody does. Um, but uh, <laughs> Carl Higby came on and said, "Hey, go try running a, <laughs> go try putting on a concert in Syria and see how that goes for you." And then, of course, he just begins to move forward and blasting her. Uh, poor Katy Perry. Well, anytime any Navy SEAL is just going to wipe the floor with you. 
<laughs> any kind, some actor, or anybody, and starts talking about politics, I'm just out. It's, I don't need your views. I've got mine. You keep yours. I'll keep mine. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but I have, I have to say, her music is extremely catchy. I do enjoy her music, but I really wish they would just ugh, not talk about that type of stuff because they don't know what they're talking about. They just don't. They I know because they, they don't agree with me. They only know surface deep, and they don't get into the details, you know. And the details is where it's at. Um, what else is going on? Hey, our sh- uh, sheriff over here in Denton County, after the uh, UK bombing, he came out and said, uh, "Hey, this is what happens when you disarm your citizens uh, when you open your borders without proper vetting." And uh, he's saying, "Wake up, pay attention to Manchester, England. Uh, this could be happening here." And, uh, hey, this is what happens when you allow political correctness to dictate how you respond to an enemy that wants to kill you. So that's, quote-unquote, some of the things that uh, our Denton County Sheriff uh, Murphy had to say on Facebook. Um, CBS 11 (laughs) kind of hammered him with with their articles. Um, But um, he's like... um, uh, you know, I ran on a conservative platform. I don't think any of my comments should be a surprise to anybody. <laughs> I told you what I was. You voted me in, and this is what I am. And, you know, you got to like a guy that stands up for his convictions and just tell, tells it like it is. And I think as far as law enforcement is concerned, it's primarily our sheriffs of, of the nation that seem to have the most common sense. You know, the the sheriff that was up in Milwaukee, you know, who who's now, mm-hmm. in, you know, uh, moved on to DHS and, uh, you know, even our Tarrant County. Uh, sheriff who we had on the show before. Ooh, Bill Weyburn. Yeah, so we had him on the show, and seems like they have all the common sense anyway. Uh, hey, what else is going on over at Fox News? You know, there's a lot of shakeup going on. Sean Hannity, his sponsors are being um, attacked. Some of his sponsors are leaving. And here's some inside, a little bit of inside baseball here. You know, basically Fox News was told, do not run any more stories about Seth Rich. Bottom line. You know, if you remember the Seth Rich story, the DNC chair guy uh, who was murdered, uh, this was about last year. And, you know, it kind of resurfaced because it was an anniversary type of thing and still talking about it. Obviously, he had discussions with with WikiLeaks. Uh, Julian Assange has done some interviews talking about this. And um, but Fox News was told, do not run any more stories on this. And Hannity, he kind of went forward with doing some stuff. You know, they yanked him back and then. He was going to do something else, like heavy. And uh, he ended up pulling back at the last minute, saying he was doing, he was pulling back because of the family's wishes. You know, his sponsors were hammered, is what's going on. And because he did not agree to, to what Fox News management said, which was, you know, we're killing these Seth Rich stories for now, as are some of the other publications. So that was kind of what's going on with him. So he, you know, like we said, he's, ultimately part of what they're probably hoping to do with Fox, which is totally retool. You know, exactly. We, and he's we, just giving them more ammunition to do it. He is to a degree, but at the same time, he's covering the story. The story is what the story is. You know, But when you're being told, and by the way, these investigatives, investigators and former FBI guys, they've been flat out told by uh, the police department there in D.C. We've been told from on high, shut this down. We are not investigating the murder. As far as we're concerned, there is no murder. So very interesting stuff there for sure. Uh, Moving on, one more thing to get to here in the headlines. Um, Do you know martial law was declared in the Philippines in the south? Um, (laughs) ISIS and uh, a couple groups there have been, well, they beheaded a local law enforcement official, number one. 
Uh, for 60 days, they've declared martial law, and uh, they had yesterday, just yesterday, they had a jailbreak uh, where the ISIS group, along with the local group, uh, broke out a bunch of, you know, uh, freedom fighters that were supposedly locked up there in jail. They also set fire to a church, a couple of jails, a hospital, um, many killed, many soldiers and, and police officers killed. So uh, some very interesting occurrences going on down in the Philippines as well. Hey, that's going to round up the headlines for now. We're going to take a short break, then we're going to come on back and do a little bit of business talk. Folks, we're going to see you on the other side. Nation. Universal basic income. If that is not straight out communism, can you tell me what is? So, you know, Mark, you live behind walls. You have a huge gated estate everywhere you live. And now you're saying we should have open borders, so we know you're a liar. 2 till 5, every afternoon on News and Information 570, KLIF. Want a new truck driving job? Nothing beats a face-to-face conversation with a knowledgeable recruiter who can match your career goals to your best driving job. A Schneider recruiter will be in the Dallas area soon. May 22nd in Sherman, 23rd in Mesquite, 25th in Dallas, or 30th in Arlington. Again, that's May 22nd through the 30th in the Dallas area. Get full Texas hiring event, driving job, and sign-on bonus info with a zip code search at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. Hey sales executives, how is your current position treating you and those important to you? Have you hit a ceiling? Are you still having fun while being successful? Have your days become routine? Now, think about the prospect of selling for three of the strongest media brands in DFW. This is local sales manager Steve Holm, and we're looking for a competitive seller to join our successful team. Interested? Email me your resume at steve.holm at cumulus.com. That's steve.holm at cumulus.com. Cumulus is an equal opportunity employer. If you have a timeshare, this time of year, you're probably thinking about those maintenance fees coming due. Hi, I'm Karen Holloway, owner of Lone Star Transfer, located right here in the DFW area. Before you pay your maintenance fees, call us for a free consultation, 972-722-3166. We'll get you out of your timeshare and put a stop to those maintenance fees, guaranteed. 972-722-3166 or LoneStarTransfer.com. KLIF. Now back to Inside Real Estate. Here's Mike the Realtor. Hey, folks, we are back. Inside Real Estate Radio.com. Inside Real Estate Radio.com is the website. Time to do a little bit of business talk. We got our good friend Richard Tonica over at Goosehead Insurance Agency here live. His website, RichardTAgency.com. RichardTAgency.com. Don't forget, he can shop 20 to 25 companies behind the scenes to get you the best rates and policies. And don't forget, he can bundle your auto and your home. Totally different companies. Nobody else can do that. Richard, what's up? How are you doing today? I'm great. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, one of the questions that I get all the time is, how how do I get my, how is my rate set? And there are different, there's a lot of different factors that come into play when you're talking about what your rate is going to be, what my rate is going to be, what Sam's or anyone else's rate is going to be that plays a part in it. There are three main factors that uh, come into play for deciding how your insurance is uh, is calculated or how, what your premium is calculated for your home insurance. The first is the home's construction. Do you have a frame house? Is it a brick house? 
what is what's not only what is the exterior so most of the houses around here are brick veneer right you're going to get a much better better rate with a brick veneer home than you are with a frame home just because of the fire retardancy of the brick as opposed to wood now if you have a hardy plank some of the different carriers are going to classify that differently they may some some carriers may actually call that still a frame home others are going to classify it as a brick veneer and the reason that uh it's not a not con there's a difference in solid brick and a brick veneer so if you have a frame a wood frame and then you have brick on the outside that's brick veneer because you the whole frame of your house is not brick it's just a brick veneer right um so when you're looking at that you're looking at also what kind of foundation do you have do you have a slab foundation which most of the homes around here are slab nowadays but before there used to be pier and beam and so you're going to have different issues with different kinds of uh, foundations and if you one of the things that you were talking about was all the rain and how that affects your foundation that's one of the reasons that they're looking at that and they they take that into consideration and there are some carriers out out there that will not take a home if it doesn't have a slab so getting to know you and all the things about your house makes the process so much easier knowing all the facts about your your the house that you're purchasing or the house that you live in that way we make sure that we place you with the correct carrier and that you're not going to have any issues down the line but in order to do that we have to know you we have to know about your house uh the second thing is the territory where you're located Every different, uh, and there's a lot of things that come into play with that. Is there a lot of crime in your area? What are the crime statistics? Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, does uh, and this kind of goes back to the construction also, does your home have burglar bars? Uh, if it does, it's you're more than likely in a high-risk high area for theft and or burglary. And so those areas where you're seeing higher crime statistics are also going to have higher rates just because the likelihood that your home is going to be damaged in some form or fashion by either someone trying to gain entry and or usually there's a lower credit score. I'm not saying always, but <clears throat> uh, your credit score does play a, a, a part of everything. And mm -hmm. so when you're looking at this, uh, especially if you're a married couple, one of the things that I'd look at is if you're going on to, if you're getting a loan, who has the better credit score? Now, if you're if you're going through and you're getting a new loan, always it's not always the person with the better credit score that's being listed first on the on the home mortgage. But in order to set the loan or the insurance up correctly for the uh, the mortgage company, I have to have it set up exactly the way that the that the loan is being set up. And so whether it's the husband being listed first or the wife being listed first, however that's being done on the loan, that's the way I have to do it on the insurance, at least for the first year. Right. Uh, <laughs> after that, then it's whoever's going to give me the better credit score. That's the person that's going to be listed if that's okay with you. Right. <clears throat> and every different, uh, every town and or area is given a different protection, uh, uh, protection class. So, there's a protection class from one all the way up to 10. And depending on where you're at, it's looking at what is the proximity to firehouses, your fire stations, your police, all the services that you would normally have inside a city. If you're in a, uh, like Fort Worth, for example, Fort Worth is a, zone, is a protection class one. 
but they may be a protection class one with company A, B, and C, and protection class two with company D, E, and F. Every every carrier has a different way of classifying the protection class for a different area. Uh, and so when you're looking at uh, the key services, if you're in if you're within one to two miles within a within the city. You're in fantastic shape. There's nothing that's going to happen to your house that that isn't going to be able to be addressed within minutes. <laughs> right. Uh, whether it's a small fire or something like, like that, being able to get out there and take it. And this is where all three of them come together because let's say you have a brick house that's within one mile of a fire station in a low crime area. They're going to be able to get – that fire station is going to be able to get to that area or to that house quickly and the brick is going to stop the fire from spreading faster so they're going to be able to minimize the damage now if you have that same frame house or if you got have a frame frame house in that same area the likelihood that is more is going to be burned faster is is highly highly likely so when you're looking at this you're looking at all these different things but keep in mind that i didn't talk about the age of the home Age, age does play a part of it, but like I said at the very beginning, there are a lot of different factors because I brought up your credit because your credit is going to play a, play a role also. Mm-hmm. But when you're just looking at a house, these are the three main factors. Well, and these are great things to bring up because, you know, folks, for buyers who are, you know, thinking about buying, especially first-time buyers, you know, these are things, look, these are things that the insurance company thinks about. So you should be thinking about these things as well. And honestly, a lot of them do not. You know, they may not follow necessarily our recommendations, you know, which is, you know, you talked about crime. We absolutely say, you know, you need to go and look at the the local websites for crime. You know, look for indicators within the neighborhood as you drive it around. You know, as realtors, we're kind of barred from talking about crime directly. We have to refer them to the, the crime websites of the local city PDs. But, uh, you know, we can, you know, mention, you know, look for, you know, just look for indicators that you would associate with, you know, like you mentioned bars, you know, on windows, something of that nature. But all of these things are huge that people need to look at when they're buying. Absolutely. Your insurance company is definitely looking at it. And one of the things that we were talking about before we ever started the show today was uh, I've got a customer that's looking at flood insurance because they just found out after the fact that they went on contract on the house that they're their new home is in a flood zone and so not only does that mean that they're going to have to get homeowners insurance now you're going to pay more for your floods for your flood policy which you're going to have to have and you're going to have to have it up to the dwelling amount for that you have for your homeowners insurance which that means let's say on the on the homeowners insurance i have the house the replacement cost at one hundred fifty thousand. the flood policy is going to have to be at least one hundred fifty thousand dollars because the not only does the bank the bank wants to make sure that no matter what happens they're going to be covered for the amount or the replacement cost for that house and with it being in an elevated risk of their zones zone x is what most of us are in for our flood policies <clears throat> zone a and ae and there's some other uh delineations that is going to mean that you have to have a flood policy if you have a mortgage on your home, you're looking at at least eight, fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars for a flood policy, in addition to 
the homeowner's policy. Regular homeowners. So let's say your homeowner's policy is $1,500. Now you're looking at an additional $1,800 to $2,500, and it may be more. I, I, I never know until we go in there and we see uh, what your what what zone you're in, if you have an elevation certificate, all these different things come into play, and we never know until we actually go in there and start putting all the information in, and then uh, then we start. It's just like anything else that I do. It's it's not just one option. It's giving multiple options for every different customer, no matter what their policy type is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you got to be watching out for, you know, when we're looking at new houses, you know, trying to get that survey in advance. But but if you can't get that survey, you know, you can go to the FEMA website, figure that out, whether it's it's in the, the flood zone or not, because a lot of times you may just want to go the other way. really just depends. But figuring out that policy amount sometimes is something you want to figure out early on, whether it's, you know, because it may be a house. What, what, what if there's an HOA? So you got all these fees on top of fees. And uh, good thing is we got low interest rates right now, so it makes it a little more attractive for those types of houses. But uh, by and large, those are homes that you got to really think about that that financial expense. And, th- and what would you do? I mean, if you had a customer that was looking at a zone, uh, that a, ho- a home, one hundred fifty, hundred sixty thousand dollars, and a high risk uh, for flood and crime, I mean, wouldn't you steer them to- towards something else? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, my thing is making sure everybody knows completely, you know, what they're getting into. You know, bring all these things to their attention. You know, are there railroad tracks nearby? Is it next to an airport? You know, noise, all of these types of things that we look at when we're near a house. Uh, not only, you know, could it be a potential flooding hazard or, or crime or otherwise? Absolutely. And all of, They need to know about all these things so they can make a good decision. Absolutely. And that's what I, that's what I try to do with all of my customers. It's like I said earlier, it's, I give them multiple options for every kind of policy that they have. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, I know what I would do in certain situations, but at the end of the day, it's their policy and whatever they want to do, I'll do. Mm-hmm. But it's going through and making sure that you have all the information that you can that you can have to make a good, educated decision on what you want to do and when you want to do it. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Good stuff. All excellent stuff, as always. Hey, folks, Richard's website is richardtagency.com, richardtagency.com. Go to his website, check it out. His phone number is right there. You know, give him a shout, talk to him. He's going to run through everything with you. Whether you've got toys, home, auto, life, or otherwise, he can take care of all of those needs for you. Don't forget he can bundle different things with different carriers, which nobody else can do that, you know, because you may need one carrier for home and another for auto. Wouldn't that's the best scenario for you? Nobody else can do that. Richard can do that for you over at Goosehead. So give him a shout. Hey, folks, uh, another good segment with Mr. Richard Tonic over at Goosehead Insurance Agency. We're going to take a short break, folks. We'll see you on the other side. This Memorial Day, we honor and thank those patriots that paid the ultimate sacrifice to keep our country free. News and Information 570 KLIF. I'm Scott Tannen, founder of Bull & Branch, where you can get the world's most comfortable sheets for less than half of what you'd pay in the store. Our sheets are made from 100% organic cotton and get softer over time. Even three U.S. presidents have Bull & Branch sheets. Try them for 30 nights. If you don't love them, send them back for a full refund. Go to BullAndBranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping with promo code SLEEP. Spelled B-O-L-L and Branch.com. That's BullAndBranch.com. 
promo code SLEEP. The Richard Tonica Insurance Agency in Arlington has nearly unlimited resources when it comes to getting you the best insurance rates and policies for home, auto, and more. As part of the Goosehead Insurance brand, you, the consumer, have the power of choice through the Richard Tonica Insurance Agency network. Richard can quote over 20 A-rated companies to find the best fit for you, the best policy at the best price. Call Richard today at 817-286-2002. It's the Richard Tonica Goosehead Insurance Agency, 817-286-2002. 570 AM, KLIF. Now back to Inside Real Estate. Here's Mike the Realtor. Uh, we're doing, folks. We are back. Inside Real Estate Radio.com is the website. Inside Real Estate Radio.com is the website. Hey, time to do a little bit of special segment talk here. As you know, we uh, often have regular special guests on the show and kind of get in-depth in some of the current events that are going on out there or talk to various authors uh, out there about the, the goings-on of the world. And so um, I believe we've got online um, John Guandolo over at understandingthethreat.com. And, of course, he is also the author of Raising a Jihadi Generation, Understanding the Muslim Brotherhood Movement in America. Uh, John, are you with us? I am. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we certainly appreciate it, especially on a uh, uh, holiday weekend. Absolutely. Good to be with you. Thank you so much. Well, um, and I know we've, we've, we've tried to catch up before, and, um, you know, great book with um, the Raising a Jihadi Generation. Now, you're former FBI, and part of writing that book was really a manual to law enforcement on how the Muslim Brotherhood operates, uh, how they operate through their public relations organizations that are affiliated with them, and um, to kind of see the signs of, uh, you know, who might be playing them and, and who is not, you know, in their local community. So, so talk some about the book and, and, and that mission. Well, yeah, for, thank you very much. I think that's a, your question is a great intro. And I think it's worth saying um, we are the understanding the threat um, is the only organization in America which is giving law enforcement tools to proactively find jihadists or terrorists, if you will, in the community. Uh, and we're the only ones showing them how to map out the terrorist network and how to investigatively dismantle the network. And we are working with state uh, attorney generals and uh, county and local prosecutors uh, to uh, to do this, to create innovative strategies. And it's different in each state that we're working with. Uh, but nobody else is doing that. We actually just recently got a letter from the president of the National Sheriff Association saying that and encouraging all law enforcement leaders to host our three-day training program. But I would also say we work with uh, community groups because um, once I kind of break this down very quickly, the nature of the threat that we have here requires citizens to be heavily involved. And so pastors become a very important part of the solution um, to the to the war we're in. And so uh, what the book does very simply, and it's for everybody, uh, obviously the focus is local law enforcement, but it's for everybody. And uh, it breaks down who the Muslim Brotherhood is, how they're structured, what their objectives are, and how they're seeking to achieve their objectives. 
And I think the key that the book gets across, and it's a very quick read. I mean, it's 100 pages. Sure. Uh, the, thing, the thing I think the book gets across is that the objectives of the Muslim Brotherhood here in the United States, which does have a massive network, has the same objective as ISIS and al-Qaeda to establish an Islamic state under Sharia. The difference is, and this is in their bylaws, which we also have at our resources page uh, at our website, understandthethreat.com, so people can look at it, is their stated objective in their own bylaws for the Muslim Brotherhood is to create an Islamic state under Sharia, Islamic law. The exact same goal as al-Qaeda and ISIS, but in their bylaws they say they're going to do it in a different way. They say they're going to establish schools, mosques, clinics, shelters, trade organizations, and insinuate themselves into the community and portray a non-hostile um, uh, front, if you will, or facade uh, in order to then um, uh, insinuate themselves in and, and bring Sharia into the culture and make what they're doing look normal over a period of years. And they've been here for over 50 years, and that's what they've done. Because the evidence in the largest terrorism financing and Hamas trial in American history, which was adjudicated right here in Dallas, Texas, um, which uh, I know you're, you guys are syndicated, but uh, um, in Dallas, Texas, the Holy Land Foundation trial. Right. Um, and, and that evidence showed that all of the prominent Islamic organizations in America are part of the Muslim Brotherhood's movement, which, again, seeks to achieve this, the same thing as ISIS and al-Qaeda. And in really, I mean, some of the outreach programs between uh, the Muslim Brotherhood, CARE, other organizations, they're really some of those starting points for developing um, terrorists and, and, and jihadis. Um, you know, many that have been well known it started, they came in through that organization, whether it's here in the U.S. or globally. So it really is a starting point for that. That's right, and that's a great point, and there's two pieces to that. One, if you look at all the attacks, including 9-11, to today, almost without exception, you can tie each of those attacks, the, the Boston bombers tied to the Islamic Society of, of Boston, Muslim Brotherhood, um, the, um, the Muslim that killed our service members in Chattanooga, Tennessee, came out of the Islamic Society of Chattanooga, a Muslim Brotherhood group. Um, and the uh, you know, Ford Hood shooter was at Dar al-Hijra Islamic Center, which is a Muslim Brotherhood Hamas center in, uh, in Virginia, among other things. Um, you know, and you, we can go through all these different attacks and tie them. And so we see that uh, the attacks that have not been tied to that, like uh, the, um, the Fort Pierce Islamic Center, the Dar al-Um, the Orlando shooter, uh, and the San Bernardino shooters tied to the Darul Um up there in San Bernardino. That's that's a group called Tabliki Jamaat, which is very similar, but they work directly with the Muslim Brotherhood here in the United States. So the point is, there is a system of mosques and organizations uh, that are made up of thousands of organizations here, which directly support uh, the jihadis meaning people coming out to do jihad, and then when it happens, it's the same mantra. We don't know this guy. He never attended mosque here, which always turns out to be a lie, mm -hmm. and uh, his parents are shocked. But then we find out in many of these cases the parents were deeply involved in the mosque, especially the, 
the fathers. I mean, in the case of the Manchester bombing, the uh, man who perpetrated that was a Hafiz, which means he memorized the Quran, and his father was a pillar not only in the mosque but in the Islamic community. So we see that, that there's this whole backdrop to what we're seeing. The other point, the second point is, the way the, as I call them, the suit-wearing jihadis uh, in these Islamic centers or organizations like Hamas doing business as the Council on American Islamic Relations or CARE, what they'll do is when there's an attack, then what they say is, see, if you were, you're offending Muslims and this is what's going to happen, you need to work more closely with us. And so they actually, this is how terrorism puts pressure on leaders to actually get closer to terrorists who just happen to be wearing suits or jihadists. Right. And so we see that time and again after each of these attacks. How, how do we fight the uh, term Islamophobia? How, you know, there's such an effort through the media and through, you know, CARE and other organizations that, um, you know, just brand everybody. And, it, and this works well in the U.S. In, in particular, just brand everybody a racist. You can't talk about re- real details, even though there are issues, even though something is sitting there burning Oh, we can't talk about it. How do we get around this? And in particular, as it relates to law enforcement, because, you know, sometimes at the mayoral level uh, or the police chief level, you know, they're being allowed to uh, succumb to uh, the political correctness of, of, of the uh, of the landscape. How do we how do we combat that? Yeah, well, I think what you're talking about is there's an epidemic of cowardice in leadership in America these days, no doubt. And uh, we witness it uh, as we go around the country all the time, that people are more concerned with being called names than doing what their oaths of office require them to do, which is to protect and defend their people. Um, We have a massive jihadi network here in the United States. I will tell you the response in answer to your question, the response to our training, our three-day training program from law enforcement, and we actually have uh, in the last training we did the week before last in, in Arizona, we actually got audio recordings of them because we were getting so much pressure and the police chief in Mesa, Arizona was getting so much pressure to shut down the program that we did this after the program. We had a hundred law enforcement officers in the room. And at the end of three days, 100 of them, all of them said this, number one, we've never heard this information before. And number two, it's critical to protecting our community. So what, law enforcement and others like mayors, local elected officials need to understand is we're in a war and the war includes the vast majority of the media. And that's been my experience. Yeah. Uh, we just, I just had communicated with somebody last night. Um, we give them the evidence and the facts. We have discussions with them in the media and then they write articles that just totally slander our work and what we're doing. Now, what would be the reason for that? Once I know that they know the facts from cases that's already been adjudicated in courts and they still write articles that are pro-terrorists, that makes them collaborators. And under the law, that is actually a part of the material support. Um, And we're working with law enforcement to start charging these people in the media with material support of terrorism because that's what they're doing. And the Supreme Court has ruled that even if you teach it, uh, a group of people that cooks for terrorists 
and you're teaching them kitchen hygiene, that's material support. That's how the law looks at it. So, <clears throat> but that we're in a war right now. I believe, and we've said publicly, understanding the threat is written about this. We're in a second American civil war. And this war is not just against the jihadis. As a matter of fact, the bigger threat are those inside our country who are not only aiding and abetting them, but uh, there are people who are not intending to aid and abet our enemies, uh, but their cowardice and their lack of doing their duty uh, essentially has the same indirect effect. Um, So we've got the hard left socialist Marxist movement working directly with the jihadis at the ground level, at the state level, at the national level, and even at the international level. And we show this to the police because they need to understand when you see things like five police officers killed in Dallas, Texas, they need to understand that's not separate and apart from the jihadi movement. For instance, a lot, once you know this, and we break this down for them, once you know this, then a logical investigative step for law enforcement detectives and others is five police officers killed in Dallas by socialist Marxists and people identified with those groups. Going to the local mosque to interview the leadership is a logical investigative step, not something out of the realm of possibility. And so uh, that's what we're talking about here because these groups are working together with each other to bring down this country. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about, you know, the parallel societies that are being set up. Uh, In particular, we see this heavily in Europe right now. Uh, Sweden's got up to like something like 80 no-go areas the last I looked. They've got these parallel societies where they're setting up their their own adjudication as far as their tribunals. Uh, they're not assimilating. And so we're seeing the groundwork laid for that here in America. I know in Irving, the former mayor, uh, Beth Van Dyne, was heavily against the uh, Muslim tribunals, which is you know trying to run parallel to our legal system. Talk about that civilization jihad and, and talk about how the parallel societies Uh, works in Europe and how it could ultimately uh, be here in America as well. Well, thank you. That's another fantastic question. I I would like to start by just giving you two quick snippets of my own personal experiences. Uh, I was in the UK in uh, 2009 at the Defense Academy in Shrivigan, where they had a, uh, um, a several day presentation on the counterterrorism and so the main audience was law enforcement and military and some judges from the UK and oddly enough most of the speakers were leaders of the Muslim Brotherhood community in in Europe which I found amusing not too amusing but amusing that it was so ridiculous it could have been a Monty Python sketch if it were not so scary (laughs) and one of the one of the Pakistani leaders said to this crowd very clearly, he said, we are not here. This is a quote because I memorized it and I still have it written down. We are not here to assimilate. We are here to coexist until Sharia becomes the law of the land. And then another uh, example I'll give you is I was investigating a uh, federal law enforcement officer who was a very Sharia compliant Muslim for his um, links to uh, the 9-11 events. Um, and when I was asking him about very specific things going on in the Muslim community, specifically crimes and other things, he looked at me, um, and because I had said, when these crimes were happening, did you report them to the Fairfax 
County Virginia police. And he looked at me with a very odd face and he said, why would I do that? He said, if there's a crime committed in the community, I just go to the imam and it's handled under Sharia. He said, where there's a Muslim community, there is Sharia always, which is exactly what the Pakistani said in addition to his other comments in in the UK. And it's what I've heard on numerous occasions now uh, from other Muslims and Muslim leaders. Where you have a Muslim community, you have Sharia. And that's what they abide by because it's a command from Allah. And I think for your listeners, this is very, I want to be very clear. Uh, And let me say it first very bluntly, and then I'll I'll kind of explain it. ISIS and Al-Qaeda have never been wrong about what the requirements of Sharia are. Never. They publish on a regular basis. Al-Qaeda publishes Inspire magazine, and um, ISIS publishes not only Dabiq magazine, but Rumia, which means Rome, because they seek to conquer Rome. And uh, when you look uh, at when they talk about the requirements of the Islamic community to wage jihad, and they cite Islamic sources, they are correct. Yeah. Now, I want your audience that is not following this topic— to let that sink in. And if you think, let me just be clear, if you think, those of you listening, that what I'm saying is so off the wall, understanding the threat has a standard offer. Uh, you know, we teach Sharia. The entire first day of the three-day law enforcement program is all about Sharia. And we have made a public statement with Muslims, with Muslim Brotherhood leaders in the United States that if you can demonstrate what we're teaching is incorrect about Sharia, about what it what it is and what it says, about the Muslim Brotherhood ne- Network, what it is, their modus operandi, we will stop teaching it and give you $1,000. Now, we have never had anyone take us up on this offer, including Muslims and Muslim Brotherhood leaders that we have shared this with, and we have shared this with them. And the reason that we've never had to pay out and we will never have to pay out is because 100% of Islamic doctrine commands jihad until the world is under Islamic rule. That's it. That's why they teach it to first graders. That's why they teach it at the highest schools of Islamic jurisprudence. And let me say it again, ISIS and al-Qaeda are correct about what Islam requires. That, that's the problem. So uh, it changes when you know that. It necessarily changes the nature of the war we're in. Uh, because Islam seeks to destroy the United States and it seeks to rule the world. In, in Islam, it is absolute core doctrine that non-Muslims must either convert to Islam, submit to Islamic law and pay a non-Muslim poll tax, or be killed. And those, that's for Jews and Christians. For pagans, you only have two options, and that's convert or die. And that's <laughs> core Islamic law. There, and let me be clear, there is no other version of Islam out there. And remember my offer, no other version of Islam out there. There's one Sharia, one Sharia, one Islam. And uh, while Sunni and Shia uh, Sharia may differ slightly, there's still only one. There's no such thing. When it comes to the non-Muslim world, when it it comes to the entire world, all Islamic law agrees on 75% of its rulings. When it comes to the non-Muslim world, you and me, 100% of Islam is in agreement that non-Muslims have to be subjugated under Sharia, either by conversion or by submitting to the law. That's it, because the law comes from Allah. 
Yeah, and there is there's only one one goal, you know, global caliphate, and um, you know, simply you're right. Everyone must submit to Islam, and for folks, you're right. I mean, the folks that don't understand that and haven't been thinking about this. You know, look, it's a serious topic, folks. You need to think about this. I'd highly recommend reading a couple of books. First of all, go to understandingthethreat.com. That's John's website. By the way, John, former military, former FBI. This this guy is the foremost at the front of understanding how the Muslim Brotherhood and all their tentacles are operating throughout the globe, as well as here in the U.S. There's so much to get into that we don't have enough time to do so, but also grab his book. And especially if you're in law enforcement, if you haven't read this book, if you're in law enforcement, oh my God, you got to read it. Everybody else, you should read it too. Like you say, it's, it's a quick read. Raising a jihadi generation, understanding the Muslim Brotherhood movement in America, and uh, uh, you know, one of the other colleagues that works with you at UnderstandingTheThreat.com, uh, who was an undercover investigator, Chris Gabbitz. Uh, he was one of the the team that brought together so much information that went into the book Muslim Mafia. So this is another book, uh, kind of part of the group that. Uh, uh, you guys work with that uh, great information in there as well. So, you know, folks, if you really want to understand what's going on out there, these are two great books to get a, a great base. But then, of course, go to John's website, understandingthethreat.com. John, I hope we can have you back to talk more. There's just not enough time to get into everything, but uh, I've really enjoyed it and hope we can have you back. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, what we do is we're simply trying to identify the enemy so we can take the fight to them and like we uh, we like to say, put freedom back on the offensive where it belongs. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, John. Enjoy the Memorial Day weekend. We're remembering you, uh, the veterans out there that have served and are serving now, and we thank them for everything that they do. Thank you, John, as a, as a veteran. And, uh, folks, hey, it's been another great show. We're back live next Sunday, as always, 8 to 9 a.m. Uh, folks, we are out of here. Have a great Memorial weekend. Folks, it's Mike the Realtor here from Inside Real Estate. And if you're not listing your property with me, bottom line is you're leaving money on the table. There are over 15,000 agents here in the DFW area, most of whom are part-time and do a few deals a year. Do you want to trust them to sell your home? I think not. Call Mike the Realtor, the radio realty expert from Inside Real Estate on 570 AM KLIF. promise you, you will get to me direct. Go to InsideRealEstateRadio.com. Don't sell your home with just anyone. Go to InsideRealEstateRadio.com and connect with Mike the Realtor. Living in the DFW area, expansive clay soil and extreme weather conditions play havoc on Homes Foundation. But thankfully, you can turn to Permapure Foundation Repair of Texas, who has successfully repaired over 20,000 properties and counting in the DFW area. With the most trusted tried-and-true foundation repair methods, trust the professional staff of Permapure Foundation Repair to take care of your property, and most repairs are backed by a lifetime transferable warranty. Mention Inside Real Estate Radio when calling Permapure at 214-637-1444 or when booking online at permapure.com for your Inside Real Estate Radio discount. Folks, it's Mike Rizinga here with Inside Real Estate Sports Entertainment on 570 AM KLIF. Did you know that virtually all of us will experience a fall in the bathtub at some point in our life? Well, statistically, it's true. As we get older, a fall in the bathtub can spell disaster as we just can't recover the same as we did in our younger years. Don't let something as silly and preventable as a bathtub fall put an end to all your special plans you have lined up for your golden years. Invest in a Hydrojet walk-in bathtub. Made in the USA and with the lowest step in the industry, Hydrojet walk-in tubs has your best interest at heart with no commission 
commission sales staff or huge warehouse overhead, they build and sell direct to you, saving you thousands of dollars over their competitors. Call Randy, my friend and owner of Hydrojet Walk-In Tubs at 855-980-8827 or go to hydrojetwalkintubs.com. You'll be able to speak with Randy directly and make sure to mention you heard about it on the radio. And for you veterans out there, there's a grant available for you to cover the majority of the cost of a walk-in tub, making it darn near free. Call Randy at 855-980-8827 or go to hydrojetwalkintubs.com today. Far from the shores of home, two African-American U.S. Army privates fight for their lives on the battlefronts of World War II. The first black war correspondents fight to cover the perspective of the black soldier. The novel of Private War weaves all this and more into an epic World War II era story of friendship, conflict, religion, and redemption. Get a copy of Private War, a novel by Perry Cockrell today, now available on Amazon.com. And tune in regularly to Inside Real Estate Sundays, 8 to 9 a.m. to hear Perry Cockrell, attorney at law, as he provides expert analysis of the latest and greatest in legal news. If you have a timeshare, this time of year, you're probably thinking about those maintenance fees coming due. Hi, I'm Karen Holloway, owner of Lone Star Transfer, located right here in the DFW area. Before you pay your maintenance fees, call us for a free consultation, 972-722-3166. We'll get you out of your timeshare and put a stop to those maintenance fees, guaranteed. 972-722-3166 or LoneStarTransfer.com. The Richard Tonica Insurance Agency in Arlington has nearly unlimited resources when it comes to getting you the best insurance rates and policies for home, auto, and more. As part of the Goosehead Insurance brand, you, the consumer, have the power of choice through the Richard Tonica Insurance Agency network.